0: Hello and welcome to Juggling Podcast number 20. My name's Luke Burge and next to me is...
1: Really, 20?
0: Yeah, 20. Your, your name Paola. is really 20. Yeah. Uh, so, Paula is sit next to me. Uh, normally, we record this in Berlin. Uh, actually, normally I say, we, normally we record this in Berlin and normally we're somewhere That's else. That's true, yeah. I know, normally we're somewhere else today, we are, or this evening, we are in Gutesloe, which is in the centre of uh, about... Smack bang, right in the middle of Germany, isn't it, Paula? Yeah, and
1: we are both sick because we went to something like McDonald's because everything else was closed yeah, after it's a tiny eight.
0: little village here. And the reason why we're here here I think it's is... a town. Okay, yeah, a town. But, but it it's...
1: feels like a village. Yeah,
0: because everything just closed down. The reason why we're here is because there's a street show festival tomorrow and we're taking part. Although it seems like a quite strange street show festival because normally you just get up there and do your street show. But here, it's like this car sales kind of thing going on there and uh and so there's these two little pictures and we're doing 20 minute street shows there's like six how many artists eight artists or something eight artist groups 10. 10 artist groups. Anyway, we're all doing... Sorry,
1: it took me a while because I'm too amazed about the program that's on TV because yeah. there was that woman and she, she got a prize mm-hmm. and I haven't seen her face yet because she's just <laughs> putting it back there to she, the audience. There
0: she is. There's Yeah,
1: but now she's looking down. Anyway,
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, so there's we're doing lots of different things tomorrow, like these 20-minute street shows instead of our normal sort of 45-minute street show. Uh, not quite sure how that's going to go off. And then at, at the end of the day, there's this stage show. And I say a stage show, but the stage is so small it's like five meters by three meters and the ceiling is about what three meters high or something yeah maybe. and and i don't think any of the artists who are doing street show stuff are going to be able to get there you know um, we that i could maybe juggle three or four clubs under there but not the five clubs that we do in the street show or any of the passing that we do
1: I can maybe hold one club
0: yeah p- yeah holding a club under such a low ceiling um but yeah it's going to be it's going to be quite interesting really uh and this is all happening tomorrow um, and there's prizes too, which is the main reason why we're here, isn't it? Really, to uh, uh, yeah. to get the money and to have fun. Yeah, um, <laughs> like like Charlie said in the um, in in the uh, in the interview that we did last year, he said he said the quote, you know, we're here to have fun, but the more money we get the more fun we have so that's what we're here for there's a there's this jury prize i think what's the top prize is it 555
1: 555
0: 555 euros and second prize is 444 third prize is 333 then there's the audience prize of 222 and what we're aiming for is one of the top 3 prizes plus the audience prize uh, the audience vote, because everyone who enters the no, city... we
1: are going for the first. Oh yes, we're going for the first, the... yeah, of course. Yeah. This what do we, we get is that other thing.
0: Yeah, what we get is uh, completely different. And uh, what we're actually going to do is break this podcast into two halves, or record it in two halves. One half now, and then after the interview, halfway through, we'll come back and record the second half of the podcast about this time tomorrow night. You can either hear us um, celebrating at winning and getting lots of uh, cash in the hats and things like that, or you can hear us bitching about how the, the, the judges don't know anything and the audience is stupid. I think that's the way it works, isn't it?
1: Yeah, of course. I
0: know, because uh, that's what happens if we don't win. Um, but if we do win, hey, we'll we'll have a lot of fun with that. And um, we had
1: a good audience. Yeah, of
0: course. We had a fantastic <laughs> and audience. Jury. Uh, yeah, and the clever jury. So uh, that's what we're aiming for. But it's going to be a bit strange because we're doing 20-minute street shows, which we don't never really done that short street shows as, yeah. as a duo before i've done lots of small like 20 minute street shows as a solo artist but never as a, a duo um but yeah that's going to be good fun and that's tomorrow and then well more stuff's happening in the week but i'm not going to talk about that uh, during this podcast yeah, but
1: maybe you could quickly tell them what happened to my pictures because that is like something important in my life that happened your pictures. You know the people co- the, the, the bitch oh, yeah. copying yeah, yeah pictures? Yeah, that was that Because was, you can say it quicker because yeah, of course, me, the thing is all that happened
0: is that Polar's got lots of Pictures up, and she works with um, uh, poster walls and makes collages out of poster walls. It's quite interesting stuff. And then we went into a cafe, or we were told about these poster I wall on that stuff. For two years, yeah, now. two years and stuff on this. And then, and then a friend of ours says, "Hey, did you do the? Um, did you put the the picture up in this cafe?" And uh, and Pola's like, "No." So we went in there, and someone's completely utterly ripped off Polar's work. It's not just a little bit the same; it's exactly the same. Uh, and Pola's had like eight exhibitions in Berlin, and her uh, work's been shown in other. Cafes literally a hundred meters away from this one as well, and just down the street, you know. It's just unbelievable. Yeah, so uh, we're gonna have to get that sorted out, but um yeah, it's a bit strange to it's like me. Pola said it's like I, I do like a three-ball routine with video projection and and, and talking and, and talking music. and and music and somebody else doing exactly the same thing because there's this one piece of work it's not as if they're they're just using the poster walls with collage That's exactly the same kind of frames the same size the same format um, just exactly the same. We, we should actually put some pictures up on the internet, shouldn't we, of, of, of yeah. polars and the rip-off of polars. Uh, yeah.
1: I just thought you might be interested what my life is <laughs> about, apart from juggling.
0: Yeah, uh, so let's Which get straight takes on.
1: takes up most of the time. Yeah, actually, juggling
0: is, and, and the new flat and juggling is, is taking up a lot of time, but uh, we still do some other things. Uh, let's get on to feedback, because um, uh, we've had a, a lot of feedback. Actually, 20, you said 20, 20 podcasts. That is that is a, a big landmark, I guess, um, because we're, we're. It depends. It depends how you want to how you want to talk about it, really. Because uh, I think ha- the
1: biggest landmark is the nine hundred downloads on the Thomas Deeds podcast. Yeah, the Thomas
0: Deeds. Yeah, he did. Get, has got a, a lot of a lot of podcasts, and the BJC one is is getting up there as well. So yeah, great. Uh, a good number of downloads on that now. Uh, thanks to Colin E again for putting us on the. IJDB, the Internet Juggling Database, front page. Thanks, Colin. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, so tw- a series of 20. Um, so we'll, we'll go on to series two tomorrow th- for the next week, yeah, for the next podcast, yeah? Yeah, sure. Actually, I don't know how many series are in a podcast. If it's British television, we'd be th- three series at uh, 20 episodes, but uh, American TV would be about series one still, wouldn't we? So no one cares. No one cares at all, They're right? So, uh, feedback. Good feedback from last year, last week. Um, people really like the uh, the Charlie Dancy interview. Now, we're actually sitting in a hotel room at the moment, so we don't have internet access because we'd have to pay, like, what, five euros a minute for something or for a it million. here? And uh, so I'll see if I can remember some of the, I made some notes and see if I can remember some of the uh, uh, the, the emails that we got. One person said, it's fantastic because they learned to juggle from Charlie's book, Charlie Dance's Encyclopedia Ball Juggling. And then when they were getting more into technical juggling, it was actually Thomas's um, videos, his series of videos, one to ten videos on the the online videos that he released which was the, the big inspiration for him so the last two podcasts have been fantastic for that guy Um, guy called Dave I think it was Dave from Australia he wants to Australia uh, hasn't been to many conventions and we keep talking about different conventions and do reviews for them uh, but he has never been to any convention at all so he wants us to talk more about conventions and what types of are
1: I think maybe we could do the next podcast about that
0: yeah and we'll, uh, we'll actually explain what we do at conventions and the kind of things um, just generally and actually the different types what of conventions our, Our
1: opinion is a good convention. Yeah. What makes a good convention? Yeah,
0: that that could be good. Uh, and,
1: and how far English conventions differ from German, for example? And American conventions, because yeah, I've been to a few I, Americans. Yeah. yeah, but I haven't. Yeah, so we'll do but that. I don't want to talk about
0: that. Okay, we'll talk German about that next week. So <laughs> um, English. So uh, two people said in emails, stop talking about the WGF. I'm not really interested. So. That's it, no more WJF. I think actually we do... But most
1: of the people said, hey, (laughs) tell (laughs) more.
0: Yeah, no, actually, not many people have said we want to know more because I think everyone gets my opinions on the WJF, so no more talking about that. Um, Preachy um from nottingham he said he liked the charlie dancy interview and he actually liked how we got into technical trip descri- tick, trick descriptions how we're describing the tricks and really talking about it and i never thought that would be that interesting to uh talk about you know how talking about juggling tricks the trick by trick uh it seems a bit weird but um i guess it worked with charlie because he's got lots of strong opinions and he did write the book on juggling as well uh so uh Maybe, maybe if I talk to Charlie again, I'll do more stuff like that. But I don't think I'll do that too often. Um, I think it was Dan who wanted me to clear up. He, he, I just read it online today, but I didn't have time to respond online. So uh, I might as well just respond now. He wants me to clear up some terminology that I used when I was talking to Charlie Dancy in the interview about multiplexes. Paula, turn off your brain now because you won't get any of this. Um, he says,
1: I just wanted to say when you said <laughs> Paula, sorry, I didn't listen. <laughs> I already switched <laughs> off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're watching the uh, you're watching the dead people on TV. The I naked really the naked. I
1: called out when you said Paula, and thought shit. I didn't listen.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you just watching news here. Uh, so uh, yeah, Dan said I we were talking about multiplexes and I called something a split multiplex. And then Charlie said, no, it wasn't a split multiplex, it was a stacked multiplex. And, um, and Dan wanted to, wanted to know what I meant by a V multiplex. Where it's, this, it's simple, okay? A split multiplex is where you throw balls up in the air and they split apart horizontally. Um, and a stacked multiplex is where you throw them up in the air and they split apart vertically, so one... Beside each other and one above each other to the, of the balls. That is um, the thing. Is when I first got into doing multiplexing and I really like investigated it as well. I would talk about it in my head and mention it online a few times as well. But the H multiplex was the horizontal multiplex of so the balls split apart horizontally in the air, and the um, V multiplex was when the balls split apart vertically in the air. And when I first worked on these multiplexes, the split for me, meant the balls split apart enough for something to happen in between them. So the trick that I was talking about was that, uh, I would call that, in my head again, don't really talk about this very much online or anywhere, but that would be um, a cut multiplex, because I throw at the balls and I cut my hands through between the two balls. Watch charging! Um, so uh, I call it a cut or a split multiplexes because normally in multiplexes you could throw the balls and if they're coming down to the same hand again, you could catch them in the same hand. And they might as well just be one ball or, or two balls tied together. But if you cut them or split them in some way that you throw them either side of a body part or you put another ball between them, you sort of throw another ball between them, um, or you catch one and then catch the second one in a penguin, catch or something like that. So there's two different things going on. There's there's something either passing between the balls or you're catching a ball in one position and the other one in another position. You're actually splitting apart the balls in the air so they're not just a single ball. Oh that was the idea. Um, So uh, when Charlie said uh, I said a split multiplex I meant I was splitting them apart in the air Enough to put something between them, and he said stacked, and then I said no v. Um, so hopefully that's cleared up a bit of the terminology that I use in my head. But of course, split and stacked is 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 the gen generally the way that it's uh, uh, that you describe these two things. Uh, so next bit of um, feedback, uh, I can't remember. Oh yeah, one I guy.
1: We shouldn't call it juggling podcast anymore, but juggling soap. <laughs> what soap? <opera>? Up <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because
0: yeah, that was one email. Someone says that I enjoy the soap opera between you and Pola as well. How you talk about your lives and things like that. And I guess it is a bit of a, the um, a bit more about not just about juggling, but about mine and Paula's character. Um, I think it was Luke or maybe someone else asked, "Hey, we like I like the music at the beginning and at the end. Why don't but you they play
1: prefer my singing?"
0: No, no, he actually said oh. I would love it to have music going underneath the entire podcast while you're talking, so it no. feels like a. Re- no, that's my response to that as well. No, not going to happen.
1: But uh, thanks for the question. Yeah, <laughs> thanks for the yeah. questions. <laughs> in, in your opinions. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but
0: no. Um, actually, because we're recording this onto, the, um, onto a little mini-display, but then onto a laptop, so I'm going to edit this on the laptop while I'm on the road, and I didn't have the, uh, didn't have the music for the, for, the, um, for the podcast, the theme music for the podcast, so I looked around, and it took me ages to find the, the track that I originally used, which is called Global. Because uh, I, I originally wrote that piece for a global routine uh, that I never performed because the ball, globals that I was using were from PassPass. Pass and they... Uh...
1: They broke before you used them.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> I got, uh, I got given five pass-pass glow balls and before I could ever perform the routine, I was still working on it and the balls broke. So I never got to perform that glow ball routine, um, which is a pity because I thought it would be quite good.
1: Your face is too pretty for glow balls. No,
0: well, actually, you this is the thing. That, I actually used uh, my face. To be honest, at the moment, you couldn't Oh, yeah, I've just broke out a huge so rash of spots on my forehead. I don't know what the it is.
1: first glow ball
0: <laughs> Well, the glow ball <laughs> routine. Let me explain the glow ball routine that it was going to be. What it was is that I would juggle two balls. Two balls, just normal. Now, the third ball was actually stuck on a stick, yeah? It was actually sellotaped onto a stick, and I would hold the stick in my mouth, okay? And then when I juggled, the balls would move around in the air, and I would actually juggle, and... What? no i 'm never going to perform this one it. I could make okay maybe if I uh, nobody steal this so idea
1: he he doesn't, doesn't have anything <laughs> <laughs>
0: no no the way it would that I would actually juggle three balls, but one of them would be connected to my head and then at one point the music and it would just look like i 'm juggling normally but glow ball so you couldn 't see the stick attached to my mouth that'd i actually hold in my mouth um, and I hold it in my mouth because then I could actually once I had the balls in my hands, I could take the balls away away from my mouth and I could let go of my mouth and put it back in and then at one point the music would just stop and when the music stops, the pattern would just stop because I could because of the will in the air it would be would be in my mouth and held up in the air and then the music would slowly speed up and as I could speed up I could actually juggle and the ball in the air I could slow one of the balls down in the air and of course the other two balls i'd be holding in my hands so i could make like column patterns but going really really slowly and people go how is that working how is that happening I
1: really like that idea i think you should cut that out of the podcast
0: <laughs> well i'll do it one day so nobody steal that one and nobody tell anyone else that if they're ever going to see me do a global routine that that might be anyway forget it um so the you
1: the... know how it's about stealing.
0: Yeah, okay. Uh but the theme music, the theme music for this uh, for this podcast it was from that and I wrote it to sound like a an 80s computer game. Um like a uh, a NES like a a Nintendo system or maybe like a, 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 a like a high-end Spectrum or Commodore or something like that. What? You've been just drinking Coke and Sprite all day, haven't you, when driving? I sleep at night. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, the music. But enough about the music. Next week, I'll answer more email questions and do more feedback. And hopefully next week, we'll have internet access. And if we don't, I'll actually write down the the emails that we get or you know m- make better notes about them so I can actually uh, yeah, I can I re- remember them It shouldn't
1: be about answering emails well
0: people love feedback probably they like listening to listener feedback because I answer yeah. questions like this yeah
1: if it, yeah I'm just not sure if you should say like okay for example peachy said nothing against you peachy it's just I think it shouldn't get too personal
0: no, but he I, that can, was that You was, can
1: answer the people in, in uh, the Yes, but I I said that
0: I said that to get into the a trick explanation with Dan the oh, question okay, that Dan so okay, it was okay. it there was there was method to it my was madness. Just
1: an example.
0: Okay, should we move on to the interview? Should we just cut the crap and actually get onto um the interview? Okay. So, the interview this week is uh, one that we recorded with Jeff and Wes Peden, who were the, some of the stars of the um I can almost smell it. That's so disgusting. Sorry. No, it okay.
1: wasn't
0: me <laughs> <laughs> No, okay. Let's start that bit again. I'll cut this bit out. So I'm not cutting that. So we move straight on with the interview with Jeff and Wes Beaton, the stars you can tell them of. What we saw. No, I'm not going to tell them what they are because it's really nasty. It was on TV. By okay, the way. what they're doing? They're making shampoo out of cow urine. How could you know it's
1: shampoo? Because
0: it just came up on screen on the oh, subtitle. I didn't see that. Yeah, they're actually making. Look at that, and then they yeah. give it into the. Sh- yeah. They're making soap and shampoo out of uh, out of cow and goat urine. So let's move on to this interview. Jeff and Wes Peden. Um, this was one of the last things that we recorded. I think on the Sunday night, really late Sunday night, at the end of the convention at the British Juggling Convention. So me and Jeff and Wes and Pola were all absolutely knackered. Now this interview is about twenty minutes long. To be honest, it could fit into about fifteen minutes if I edited out all my waffling. Uh, but I, but I can't be bothered because I was just so tired and I was just waffling away. And uh, Wes was a bit tired, so he wasn't um, uh, keeping up with the questioning, I'm not sure. So uh, anyway, without further ado, uh, here is the interview. Enjoy! Uh, with me and Polar now are uh, the um, father and son juggling team uh, of Jeff Peden and Wes Peden. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? Hello. And so uh, what I want to do really is uh, get to know these guys a bit better. Lots of people know Wes from his uh, juggling videos and his performances as well. But of course there's a bit of a story behind this because his father is a juggler as well. So Jeff, could you tell me a bit about how you started juggling and uh, and bring you up into, I know you're a professional performer as well. Uh, so just tell me how you got into juggling.
2: Okay. Well, um I guess I first got inspired by a cousin who could already juggle and ride unicycles. So, you know, there's really kind of a rivalry. You've got to do what your cousins can do. And then later in school, in sixth grade, a gym teacher had a workshop series, which got several of us started, but I was the only one who kept going. But it was a really long, slow going, though, for many years because I didn't have anyone else in my area who was really juggling much. But uh, after college, I found a juggling club in the area and bought more props and got going. And two years later, someone came to the club looking for a new partner. So I started performing back in 87, and uh, it's been a lot of juggling since then. So what kind of things do you do on stage then? You say you had a partner. Uh, what was it, passing or was it comedy? What kind of thing did you do? Oh, wow. Well, yeah, and then with that partner, we did passing of clubs and we also did unicycling and when we do parades and stuff, I would do still walking. We also did Diablo stuff and uh, other comedy bits because he, he was trained with physical comedy as well as juggling. And that's your that's been your main job since, what you say, the mid-80s? Well, it wasn't been the main job. It was a, a side job from the mid-eighties on. I had actually been trained to be a school teacher and uh, had worked in industry with doing uh, the juggling stuff on the side and the weekends and summers and stuff. Yeah, basically, you know, take vacation from work to go juggle, you know, that kind of thing. But, uh, yeah, we only went full-time after West won the 2004 gold at the IJA. Oh, so you have been a school teacher all that time? No, no, no. Actually, a uh, school teacher was just the first couple of years and I budget cut several times. I ended up working in industry as a quality control technician doing computer stuff. And you enjoy juggling a bit more than that though? Uh, considerably. Well, actually, you know, technically I'm still a teacher. I teach juggling at the Rochester Institute of Technology in Rochester, New York, and I've been doing that since 99, so, but not regular school teacher. So you're sort of on the staff of a, of a college, but, uh, uh, but not a proper teacher. Okay,
0: exactly, exactly. Okay, so, uh, uh how old uh, are you, Wes?
3: How old am I now? Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm 16. And how long have you been juggling? Uh, 11 years. Actually, let's go back to Jeff and work out what what kind of environment it was
0: like at home to, to, for Wes to be like that. Because I heard before that you started juggling at five years old. How did that start?
2: Uh, well we brought him to there 's an i t convention which i mentioned and and I started going long ago and and Wes actually came with me when he was five, and his mom came along and he just uh, was watching everyone juggle he 'd been watching me juggle f- f- since a very early age I and mean, we, we got photos of him at like three pretending to juggle with two balls and put one ring on his arm and spin it around look i 'm doing like you, daddy, and all that kind of stuff so at the convention, he actually learned how to do three balls it was a, it was a great convention for him because he 'd go he'd like I, he'd do three balls for like four throws and show somebody, then run over to the next person and go, Look, I can do three balls and do it four throws run to the next person and like everybody in the entire gym, so I am do three balls for four throws, but he, he got a lot of heavy
3: oh, you remember this. It's basically the same now, yeah, just with more <laughs> props. Yeah. Yeah, it's basically the same. yeah, I do re- I do remember that, yeah. They were very supportive.
0: Well that's cool, so you, you, you say you,
2: you, were you part of the organizing team of that convention?
3: Uh, I was, I've, I've been a volunteer at
2: the convention, this would be my 20th year being involved in it. In the beginning I was just on a very low level doing workshops and stuff and, and recently now I'm pretty much running the convention. So.
0: That's cool because you invited me over a few years ago and I really enjoyed the convention. Yeah, was it was a great. great show there as well. Uh, you get to get loads of good artists for the act. So let's go across to Wes. Wes, uh, of course lots of people know you already as your, your juggling. Could you, how would you
3: describe your own juggling now? um well i i don't know i basically do what i feel like doing uh i i really like technical juggling and doing stuff like that i also like creative juggling i i guess i really just like to make tricks that look cool that's it you just like cool juggling yeah yeah i just like the look of it really
0: so, uh, tell me a bit about the, uh, the acts that you did. The first time I saw you was at the IJA competitions in 2000, and let me get this right, four, 2004. Uh, thanks for doing it. I don't look so stupid on the podcast when you hold up fingers rather than interrupt. Um, but uh, that, was a, that was a piece uh, uh, But you did some club juggling at the end, but the piece that really sticks out in my mind was when you used a, a funnel, a ball, and a ring. And beforehand, you said one of your main inspirations was, uh, I think it was Francis Brunn was the name that was said. Um, which you may or may not have made up on the spot. But tell me a bit about that kind of routine that you do.
3: Okay, um, yeah, that was a fun routine. I haven't done that one in in a while, but yeah, it's, it's cool. Yeah, the inspiration for that one did come a little bit from Francis because of uh, just watching him when I was a little kid and always thinking it was cool that he did mixed props. And uh, from Matt Tardy, who was always into doing cool stuff with different props and how much easier it was to make brand new tricks when you had a new prop to work with and not trying to do something so different that no one else in the world had thought of it before because you're all using the same props. Uh, I don't know if that made any sense.
0: No it does, I understand what you're getting at there because uh, yeah as soon as you have a new prop you learn one trick with it and if nobody's used that prop before of course it's original. Uh, It's the same, Uh, tell me a bit about some other routines that you do with different props
3: okay um there's one prop i do uh that i call table legs they're uh let's see they're kind of u-shaped um kind of squarish kind of roundish they were let's put it this
0: way they're n-shaped aren't they really because they sort of go the, the the pointy bits go on the floor when they're table legs Yeah.
3: yes yes that, okay yeah that's a good description um yeah and they're they're pretty big they're maybe like two and a few inches by, okay, two feet and a few inches by two feet and a few inches. Uh, I use three of them. I start my routine with them, like, set up as a table with clubs on top of them. I come out, go to pick up the clubs, and it falls apart, and the rest of the routine is me like discovering these props and using them in different manipulation things.
0: Yeah, it's a great routine. You're swinging them around your head. Quite Actually, quite a lot of surprising moves in that routine. Oops. So I uh, sorry, just dropped the... Um, mini dish record on the floor there as well Uh, and also tell me a bit about the music that you use for your routines as well because i hear there's something special about that
3: okay uh well yeah some of it is just music that i listen to when i practice i'm like hey this could work good and uh recently a lot of the pieces have been written by either my sister or my mom um In both the WGF competitions that you may have seen on uh, TV or on the DVDs, that's my sister's composition, and the music that I used most recently at the BJC and will be using at the IJA uh, is written by my mom. You say you're using it at
0: the IJA. Does that mean we're going to see you uh, competing again at the IJA this year? Uh, If I get past auditions, yeah, I was planning on giving it a go. How about a team's competition with the two of you? Because I saw you passing in the gym and uh, passing on the Renegade stage at the
2: British Juggling Convention. Uh, what about that, Jeff? Uh, we're kind of uncertain about that. Have you been thinking about it, though? Yes, we have been thinking about it. I'll admit we have thought about it, but I'm not really sure. that There's a lot of other things that have been keeping us very busy, and, and to really put in the, the amount of time for, for a team act to do well and for West to have the time to work on his solo, that we might have to make a pretty serious decision about one or the other, not both. So but uh, you, you,
0: would you ever thought that you were going to go to the IGA and maybe uh, uh, take part in the teams competition? Is that
2: something that you've wanted to do, I told you? Uh, well, yeah. Actually, in 2004, we did audition for the Teams Act. And, that, and ironically, in that year, we, we thought that was going to be the main focus. We didn't realize that he was going to be the main focus. So it was pretty interesting the way things turned out. Actually, in 2004... I
0: I must admit, Wes was the main focus of the... Uh, he, he clearly won the juniors by a, by a long way. Um, so that's uh, what you do now. You said that the music that you used at the BJC, I saw the acts there, absolutely fantastic, a, a big highlight, especially in the first half there. Um, and my brother actually said that the music that you used, I mean, who was, whose composition was that, your sister's or your mother's? Uh, yeah, that was by my mum. Because uh, he said the, um, the the tension that was built, because all the music cuts out and there's just this tick. Tick, 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 uh, some like ticking single drum beat that goes over and over again to build the tension. Is that intentional? I mean, did you did you make the juggling routine and then the music was written to it? Or do you know, well, I need to do a, a short one of six clubs here, so mum, could you write a bit of
3: music there? Is that the way that you work? Um, well, it's kind of, kind of a mix, actually. Uh, it started with me using a piece from my sister that she had previously written. It was about three minutes long, and I wrote some stuff to it. I'm like, wow, I have a lot more things I want to do. Um, hey, Allison, that's my sister, can you make it longer by a few more minutes? She's like, well, uh, considering I'm teaching uh, piano lessons, taking piano lessons, taking violin, taking singing, going to school, uh, doing college applications, and uh, taking four AP classes, no. So I'm like, yeah, uh, hey, Mom, could you, and she's like, uh, okay yes and what, she did a
0: remix or did she rewrite it from scratch
3: well she wrote, rewrote it from scratch but at that point I had most of my routine worked out so then I could just go okay here mom I want this song of this monoclubs this song of this monoclubs this monoclubs yeah and then you just work out the space in between here so I have time to get more and yeah then we kinda edited it from there on because the spaces in between the things that really make it for me as well because a lot of
0: things people they do something the juggling and then they'd stop and the music just keeps on at the same energy but actually the the music cutting out builds the energy so much it really makes it like okay something special when you're juggling when the music's going also that six club run at the end uh that must take uh, of course i don't know how many catches you're doing there but you start perfectly on the music go for maybe 30 40 catches or whatever it is and you
3: stop perfectly on the music uh, tell me a bit about that how do you do that um well, <laughs> I just counted the right-hand throws. When I do 13, as long as I've started at the right time and go whoosh down to the floor, then it, it'll be the end of the music.
0: No, I'm not saying about how do you do it. How do you have the nerve to choreograph? How do you have the nerve to <laughs> choreograph 30 catches, no, what is it, 26 catches or whatever you're saying there, of six clubs perfectly to the music as the final trick. If that goes wrong, I mean, how does the routine end if it goes wrong? I mean, have you got the music set up to replay again so you can have a second attempt? I
3: mean, what happens? Uh, well, then it 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 kind of sucks. Uh, <laughs> well, then, I, I don't know. I, that almost always works. So I've only had a couple times in practice where I messed up. Really? Yeah. Wow. That's...
0: That's immense, that kind of uh, juggling. So tell me a bit about the future. You say the IJA. uh, We've also seen you here at the WJF um, at the British Juggling Convention, the the UK Open. Uh, You came,
3: well, you tell me how you did. Uh, Well, I got uh, second in the five club competitions, or the advanced competitions, and my favorite part of the whole thing was the freestyle competitions where I won three club and five club, which was really fun. Are you happy with your performance overall in the WJF? Yes, uh, basically, yeah. uh... I I was, yeah. Okay, yeah. <laughs> great. Okay,
0: great answer there. But uh, a bit more about you. Go back to the WJF this year or in the future? You think you could? Uh, you you're going to aim for a win sometime?
3: Um, I don't really know. Uh, the first time i did wjf i was like oh it's this new thing this is really cool and oh man you get on tv ho ho cool cool and um i kind of used it as a thing to help me learn new tricks i was like well i wanted to learn alberts before they get a lot of points i'll use this as a reason to learn them or uh i've always wanted to fix my pirouettes so they looked better i'll try this um and you know it also had the benefit of being on tv like i said before which could help us build our show by getting more promotion hopefully you know press releases and stuff like that and then the next year we got invited back um with some expenses paid which which is cool you know it's a fun convention to go to but um yeah i don't i don't know if i'll, I'll keep doing it i mean it's it's always a lot of fun but it's it's always a matter of what do i have time for what what's the what's the good thing versus the best thing so
0: and what the best thing is at the moment, concentrate on being professional performers in a, as a team?
3: Yes, and uh, working on my audition for the Circus School, which, yeah.
0: Yeah, tell me a bit, actually, let's go across to Jeff, because Jeff uh, was talking to me about this as well before, about the audition process that you want to go to Circus School in Sweden. So,
2: Jeff, Jeff. Well, uh, uh, after thinking about it for a while, Wes has been interested in Circus School well, for several years. He's talked to a lot of performers, and... Uh, one of his favorite performers was telling him that if to pursue a path in creative juggling as opposed to just straight-out technical juggling, that one of the best places would be the school circle. And Who was his favorite juggler? That talking about that. Uh, well, if, if it wasn't already obvious, he, he really likes Jay Gilligan quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I think quite a few people have noticed that uh, a lot of his style seems very similar to Jay's. Uh, so, yeah, he likes Jay quite a bit.
0: Cool. And, uh, and uh, what happened then? I mean, you, you started applying for it already?
3: Uh yeah at that point I went through a lot of conversations with my parents uh how do you feel about me going to Sweden huh uh yeah so and I also at that point was in 10th grade in high school and I needed to finish it so I needed to finish 10th grade 11th grade and 12th grade well writing a new routine to get past the auditions and make a video for it and all this other stuff so yeah that's what we've just finished the video audition and sent it in about a week ago and so
0: you're going to hear back in the future
3: um to go to a real audition like uh, in person in sweden yeah about 200 people i've heard send in uh video things and then it gets broken down to like Fifty or sixty—I'm not sure the exact numbers—and then uh, that gets broken down at the live audition in June to who will actually make it in.
0: So, out of two hundred, you're looking for a spot about out of how many people in the final school?
3: Well, from what I've heard, it's about two jugglers get in every two years. That wow. Well, good luck with that as well.
0: I mean, that is that you seem to be quite up against it. You know, with like two hundred down to two, or is it two hundred jugglers or two hundred artists? 200 artists, and you've got to be one of two jugglers to get through there. Well, good luck with that as well. And also, I, I, the video drive that you well, not the video—the funding drive that you've been putting on as well. Uh, tell me a bit about that. You released some videos online. You had some DVDs at the British Juggling Convention. Uh.
3: Uh, yeah. Well, I've been making videos for a long time, as maybe you jugglers know, that are on the YouTube or whatever. And uh, I noticed that a lot of people seemed to like them. And that was one of the things that I had a lot of, like, value making, I guess, that I could sell more than just, you know, selling candy bars door to door. So um, I figured, uh, maybe I can make one to sell. Uh, And I felt really, really awkward about it. And I'm like, well, maybe I don't do that. And then I realized I had no other way of making money besides our shows. So I decided, okay, well, if I'm going to make a video, I'll make... The best video I've ever made. I'll do. I'll do better filming. We'll use a better camera. We'll use better backgrounds. I'll do harder core tricks, and it'll, it'll just be poof, awesome. Yay! And uh, it yeah i th- I think it is better than all my other videos and uh yeah we're selling it online for five bucks
0: i I bought it and I do like it it is one of your best videos and things like that so uh it's uh, of all the um, th- thing all, all the videos I really like the the trick of the day ones because you or the trick of the weeks so or whatever it was you kept on going and going and going with them but this was the, the slickest and one of the, the the best juggling videos that I've seen in the past uh, in the past year or so i I was thinking I was one of the first to download it as well as soon as I saw the announcement I was like whew, have a look. Uh, do you see that poorly? No, I think you weren't, uh, weren't around at that point. Um, so did you actually make a lot of money off that or did you make the money that you were expecting from the from the online video sale?
3: Yeah, it actually made uh, a lot of money and we, we were really excited. We were hoping um, to make maybe 500. That would be really cool. And you passed 500? Yeah, we did. <laughs>
0: That's pretty cool, um, because I, I remember saying as I was talking to Jeff about this before. You were saying, "Oh, shall I release a DVD?" I said, "No, don't do that, because you've got to th- think about printing and packaging and stuff like that." I just put it online. I'm really glad that uh, that's all worked out for you. You're still looking for more money, though, to go to Sweden. I mean, you're always looking for uh, sponsorship of any kind.
3: Yeah, well, that's that's kind of a double thing that we're trying to work out because it's going to cost a certain amount of money for me just to live and um, pay for. Uh, on my apartment and for food and stuff and uh, there's also you need to have a certain amount of money in your bank account to actually get a student visa so they know you're not going to like be relying on the government to support you while you're there so yeah it's kind of both of those things so yes definitely always looking for more ways to make some money
0: (laughs) well let's Um just let's uh, wrap this interview with some final uh, thoughts for future Jeff you're gonna keep performing
2: uh yeah I think that's probably what's going to happen there that, that that seems where I where I'm best suited these days so I mean because if 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 uh, Wes is going off to Sweden you don't have a double act anymore you're going to get like a solo show or look for a new partner what kind of thing are you thinking in mind Yeah uh well, I had a solo show before Wes joined me, and, and that was going well, but it was, it's obviously much more fun to work with him, and now the, uh, the idea of going back solo isn't so appealing, but uh, we'll see what happens. I, I have, I've talked to some people in our area about possibly working with you as a duo, and there's, there's some new things that have opened up, but yeah, I think we'll probably stick with performing. It's really where my heart is. So, Cool. Uh, Polo, you got any questions? Oh, no questions for parallel. Uh I,
1: I really enjoyed listening. Oh, you really
2: enjoyed the
0: interview. <laughs> I really enjoyed the interview, getting getting inside, uh, inside. well, your lives in a way as well. Um, I know it's really, really tired at the end of the BJC. So just some final thoughts. You know, if you've got any advice for the jugglers, like, a you know, the a whole thing, you know, one word from one
2: juggler to another, what would it be? Any any final thoughts? As a teacher. As a teacher. Oh, wow. Yeah, I suppose it's... Um, I don't. Know, I can't. I don't know if I can give you one word, but uh, one of the things I I noticed with Wes, you know, that there's, it's always good to spend a lot of time studying other people who are good. He spent a lot of time watching other juggling videos, you know, and to the point where he he could tell me where where each juggler was on any DVD, you know, like, oh, you're looking for that guy. Oh, he's the fourth one in on that one. And, but at the same time, uh, he put a lot of time into trying to. Try make his tricks his own you know, and, and stay true to himself not just to exactly replicate someone else but to take the tricks and, and create something new and unique that was him and I think for for jugglers who are new and strong, that really makes a big difference if they can be thinking about okay how can I be good but not exactly like somebody else you know staying true to themselves it, and that's sometimes really difficult in juggling circles but that's probably you know one of the things that has really set Wes apart that a lot of people appreciate that he, he works so hard at being unique so. cool stuff and Wes any
0: final thing last thought that's on your mind I know you're tired but let's see
3: uh yeah um have fun if you're not having fun when you're juggling then stop (laughs) or change the way you're doing it so that's the main thing just make sure you're having fun
0: that's the cool thing that I've seen on stage with you guys at the BJC especially Wes is that every time he's on stage it's like you, you can tell when you, every single trick that you do it's like yes I got that trick and the next yes I got that trick and the next yes you got the trick so um, I've really enjoyed uh, watching you guys juggle and chatting to you in the gym and seeing uh, seeing what you're up to as well so um, thanks a lot for, for making the British Juggling Convention great for, for me and Polar and uh, thanks a lot for this interview yep no problem it's been awesome thanks thanks So that was the interview with, uh, with Jeff and Wes Peden. Did you enjoy the interview, Paula? Yeah, I did. Yeah, because you actually heard that one. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, I really enjoyed the interview at the time and I really enjoyed listening back to it then. Um, so, uh, yeah, that's really good. Now, what did we say that we were going to end this podcast with, Paula, about the Guteslo-Strasse-Fifi, the um, street show festival that we took part in today?
1: I think mainly if we enjoyed it, if it's a good competition, if it's worth your time and stuff like that. No, it was
0: good. It was worth coming over, I think.
1: Uh, it was just my questions.
0: Um, oh, those are your questions to me. Yeah, it was. I had a good time. Uh, it was a street show competition. Now, the strange thing is, is, I think I mentioned this before, that we had to do 20-minute street shows or 25-minute street shows at the outside. And that just wasn't enough time, considering it was quite windy. And at the beginning of our first show, the, the picture, because we were doing the Art of Juggling Street show, the picture frame fell over and just smashed. So uh, that put us back a bit at the beginning. All the
1: paints fell out, and we didn't have any power for our music.
0: Yeah, so we were put back a bit, which meant at the end we didn't really have time to properly probably end the uh, end the show, which was a bit weird. The second show went really, really well, though. I was really quite impressed with the second show, except Polar um, was upset by, was it these... Uh,
1: these... Just annoying guys. They were like 13, 14, thought they are really clever and really funny and really annoying. Last one was right.
0: <laughs> they were really annoying, but they were trying to be annoying, so they did succeed in that way. Anyway, we did have a, a, a good second show, and then it came to the, the um, judging, and we didn't win anything. Which, to be honest, after our first show, I can understand the judges not giving us a prize. Yeah, but
1: it wasn't our fault. It wasn't our fault, but it was, it was our responsibility. Unlucky.
0: Yeah, it was unlucky.
1: Everything was unlucky to me.
0: And, uh, and then the audience vote didn't go our way either because, to be honest, we were never actually quite sure how the audience were meant to vote. And it turns out that during your show, somebody would go around and randomly hand out these little postcards to the uh, to the audience members. And then you they would tick a box and give them back. And I didn't know this and and I don't think anyone else A did. A tiny
1: bit, um, it might have been my fault. Your fault? Yeah, because I gave that guy who I later found out should give the postcards away, I gave him the camera to take <laughs> photos of us. <laughs> oh, great.
0: So anyway, the guy... <laughs> how did I know? Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, so the guys who won, we actually saw it happen, didn't we? how they won the audience vote. One of them, two of them were left on stage doing a bit on stage, and the other guy went round with a hat to take money from the audience, so not to have people waiting around, but just while the other guy's were on stage finishing off their act. And, of course... As one guy was walking around like taking the money off people, the guy who was giving out these tickets for people to vote for that show walked around behind after him and just gave out, instead of sort of like five tickets or something that he did in our show and eight tickets as he did in other people's shows, he gave about 20 or 30. So that's um, why we think the guys who won the audience vote won. But uh, anyway, one thing that did turn out in our favor or compared to other people um, is that we got... Probably more tips than any other two artists put together. I think didn't we?
1: Yeah, but then you also have to say how much it was. It was the crap. <laughs> Had money that that we ever got. I think it was the worst paid show, like for the two of us.
0: Yeah, for, 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 I mean we've done that show without pay before, but for actually getting getting paid for a show, it was. Yeah, I
1: thought it was because the first show was shit, but then the second. We didn't get more.
0: Yeah, but n- none of the of other artists were. The strangest thing was about this street show festival was that it's all part of this um, auto show. It seems like they just fill up the entire city centre or town centre with loads of cars that people need to buy. And then the street show festival happens sort of like on the edge of the square uh, in front of the stage and then across the other side behind a car show dealership thing out the front so it was just a really really strange situation we were actually warned about this by a friend of ours who did the festival a few years ago so yeah it's really weird and yeah, um,
1: they won the first prize no the second prize i think no, was, was it they have that dog
0: oh they had the dog did they yeah. um yeah the strassenfifi means street dog so um that's the prize that you get and 500 odd euros uh, but we didn't get that so but it's been worth us coming along overall i did it has been quite an interesting day and uh yeah and then at the end of the day they had this stage show and the stage was really really tiny so we didn't do our art of juggling routine i just did it diablo routine and uh, we did some passing around some small cute children which always goes down well uh, oh yeah and also at the beginning of the day once again we're on tv woohoo Oh, we, yeah.
1: Yeah. and guess what
0: yeah we passed around a guy who when he did the, the piece to camera and then yeah
1: and I'm sure he thought he was so unique with that idea
0: I know we were actually going to I said
1: of- to Luke a hundred euro that he'll now come to us and say oh I've got an idea maybe you could pass around me
0: but we, but we did actually sort of demonstrate it for him beforehand, passing around children it while he. Made was,
1: him feel clever. <laughs>
0: yeah. Uh, so me and Paul are actually thinking of compiling a, a sort of a video montage of, of us on local news networks and national news uh, th- programmes, passing clubs around presenters, because this is what the. F- fourth or fifth
1: time we've done it. This is what we do for a living. <laughs> yeah,
0: it is true. So overall we've had a, a really a really uh, interesting day, a good day and tomorrow we're heading off to Aachen to um do more stuff. We've just watched the Yeah, I have to work. Yeah. Um we've just finished watching the uh, the the Germany's next Superstars pop idol kind of thing and um Mark 1. Although nobody cares about that. Uh Someone I didn't won one. Yeah, somebody won, and so uh, that's pretty much it for the podcast. So um, keep sending in your emails and keep responding. Um, this will be out on Monday evening or Tuesday morning sometime. You for-
1: forgot our biggest news,
0: yeah. I'll get to that right at the end of the podcast. So, but uh, send emails to luke at net or go on for all the contact information oh, and subscribing.
1: At net, yahoo.com. I love
0: what. I- yeah, so if you want to do that, yeah, polo brentler at yahoo.com. Um, also, check out the, out the internet site, which is uh, lukeburge.com forward slash jugglingpodcasts.html um, or just click on or just go to lukeburge.com and follow the link from there.
1: Critic to Luke. Positive stuff to me.
0: Yeah, okay, moan to me and uh, send nice emails to Polo And yeah, more questions, answers next week And big update on our big, big news And
1: I love chocolate
0: <laughs> Oh yeah, send <laughs> send Polo chocolate as well So our big news, um, just this evening actually We've just had confirmed our first ever cruise ship gig So me and Polo are going away for um, three days on a cruise ship Through the Mediterranean So um, any comment on that Polo?
1: No, I'm really looking forward to it.
0: Yeah, so next next week, update on, on our first ever Kruger Ship gig. So, um, yeah, we're off on, on the QE2 or something like that. So, um, that's about it. Uh, anything else, Paula?
1: World peace.
0: <laughs> Had to get it in the podcast somewhere. And... No, no, I don't think you did I don't think you did So that's it Um, See you guys Or I won't see you Of course You'll listen to me again Next week, hopefully
1: Oh, to you?
0: Yeah, well, us Listen to But I was saying goodbye I was saying goodbye Okay, so um, See you next week Bye
1: Bye Bye me, Billy. Just stop it.
0: Why? I've got to keep going until you say something funny.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I just thought something funny. Is that enough?
0: I guess it's going to have to be.